Yo, 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 yo. 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 How I sound? Am I loud? You loud. All right. You stink. I st- <laughs> Whoa, bro. How you smelling me through the screen? Oh, man. How you doing? I'm chilling, bro. Hold on. Setting the tone here. You was just on a podcast. I was just on a podcast. Yes. So you like warmed up, ready to go. We don't even gotta. We don't even gotta play around. I was on a podcast talking about myself, which is different than this podcast. It's kind of fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, 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 one, where do we find it? When is it coming out? And then, you know, tell me a little bit like what y'all talk about. Well, okay, one, it's not coming out till February. Because uh, he likes to get everything done months in advance. God, He's yeah. got a backlog of like 50 episodes or something. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was going to, we were going to originally do the interview in November, but he was like, I want to talk to you now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's like, I think you're going to blow up and I think you're not going to have time for me in November. And I was like, that's not true, <laughs> but we could do November, it now if you want. From now. Yeah. So we did it now and then it's coming out in February. Um, I don't know. It's for this publication website called the flying fruit bowl, which is basically a artist spotlight kind of website community type thing. It's really cool. I think the artists that he features are super cool. But he reached out to me just about, he wanted to just do like a little feature. And then we started talking and he was like, actually, you seem cool. Would you want to do an interview? And I was like, yeah, you got like a podcast? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I know it's kind of weird. A lot of people aren't comfortable with podcasts. And I was like, well, actually, I got a podcast. (laughs) So I'm perfectly comfortable with the podcast. Um, So it was pretty cool. So we talked about, uh, we talked about, our new music, new music Monday obligatory Gang. and talked about just like photography stuff and kind of like uh, opinions on like artistic stuff and I don't know success it was it got kind of real <laughs> yeah it, it sounds more like a large scale on your art style than like yeah actually talking about gear and and yeah we we talked a little bit about that stuff mostly it's about like process and stuff like that which i Mm. like talking about so that was fun how much do you shoot like um say and we are you taking pictures like every day basically you know like uh i'm trying to be more consistent about it i was shooting like i would have a week where i would shoot like every night it'd be like I would bring a camera with me to work and I would shoot on the way to work, shoot on the way home, come home, eat dinner, go out, shoot, Damn. come home, wake up the next morning, shoot. I had a lot of weeks <laughs> like that that were followed up with like, I don't want to take photos at all, but I'm trying to be more consistent. Like one week, like every week I want to do like two nights where I go shoot. And lately it's been more than that because I've had, a couple people want portraits done, right? Actually, which is schedule. like a little bit less. It's a little more structured than what I do when I'm just taking photos. So yeah, y'all got to meet at yeah you know, specific time. So yeah. so I got last week. I I went out Monday night and then Wednesday night I shot for this dude Tristan, and then Thursday night I went out and shot for somebody cool that you know i don't know if he really wants me talking about it but yeah we can wait but uh saw, saw some stuff for him not like portraits but just like some random stuff um and then <clears throat> and then friday night last night no friday day i went out with johnny again and shot some more stuff yeah so. the pictures you got with him were sick Really, I know, really, I really all the, the stuff, all the, all, all the recent stuff you've been posting and portraits has been really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I haven't even posted some of my favorites from the Johnny stuff. Hell yeah. And I got another rule I got to get processed today. So That's dope, man. Yeah, it's um, it's been noticeable that you've just been grinding on it lately. But I didn't I didn't know you were, you know, some weeks getting into it multiple times a day and just like 
making a good practice out of it. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it sounds like you've been grinding, man. It was fun. Cool. So I gotta wait till February to hear this interview, but where? <laughs> That's funny. <It's laughs> I like, hella thought it was coming. It was dropping this week, next week. No, this he, month. he, uh, we thought it was gonna be like 40 minutes. It ended up being, I started at seven. So, and I just started at seven in the morning. Yeah, it was like three and a half hours. So he's gonna make a two parter <laughs> out of it. With that being said, though, we have to talk about the Portland Trailblazers trading for Larry Nance Jr. What do you think? Instant, instant reactions, Trent. Give me what's stewing in your mind, percolating in your mind right now. He's rubbing his forehead. He looks a little vexed, but go ahead. It's just, it's just, it's not, not like a horrendous move. Like I think Larry Nance is fine. Like he's, he's a good enough big off the bench to provide. He's actually an underrated passer. That's one thing that I do like about him. He's kind of a good, good playmaker. I really I haven't post. seen him play at all. I honestly don't even really know his, his game he, that well. He, he can dunk the shit out of the ball. Okay. Love it. <laughs> and and I, I don't, I don't think he's a bad defender. I don't think he's a bad rebounder. He's not very strong, from what I know. But he's an underrated passer, I think. Um, it's not a bad move by any means. It's just a perplexing. Like it just makes, it's just so random. And and Neil O'Shea, I posted this in my story. I saw. He, it. he does not. He doesn't give a flying fuck about a first round pick. <laughs> he give a first round pick for a, for a. Whopper or some shit. For four for four for Wendy's, he'd give a first round pick. He didn't give a nah, shit. Not for a five dollar box at Taco Bell. He might. <laughs> he might. I mean, it's like I don't care. It's an unprotected. I think it's top four. It might be lottery protected first. It's top fourteen lottery protected. Yeah. So it, I guess it's not that bad because I think it's I think it's not this year's either. I think it's twenty twenty three's. Anyway, I don't know. It's just I don't think we had. Movie, yeah, man. I don't think we had this year's pick. I don't think we have this year's. <laughs> I think Houston has it from the Robert Covington trade. Oh shit! And no, to be fair, I love the Robert Covington trade. I love Robert. That Covington. was worth a first round pick. Larry that was Nance great. Jr. was a little less worth the first it's a round weird pick one. for me, but you know what? Whatever, man. I I understand the move enough to just okay. Yeah. But yeah, was, I felt the same way as you, like. The first round pick aspect to it really kind of fucked me up. I was like, what? We're just giving him away now. Anyway, did you see uh, Anthony Simons got all tatted up over the summer? Nah, I didn't. Yeah, he's, bro, I don't know if it's the tattoos or something. It's going to be Anthony's team this year. Forget Dame. Trade Dame. It's Ant's team. team. It's going to be Anthony and, and Nas Little, the new, like, Jalen Brown, Jalen, <laughs> Jalen, Jalen duo. duo. Yeah, that would yeah, be it's dope. uh no. Nah, he he looks good though. I'm excited to see if they give him even more of an opportunity this year. Like with no Gary Trent Jr., if he gets full like six man, no Gary Trent, no Carmelo. I wonder if he becomes full six man kind of guy this year. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly was confident that the the Blazers were gonna make a trade, which I think was like I yeah. mean a big trade. Which I think, uh, sorry, not a big, a CJ trade. I thought they were going to make right. a CJ trade, but it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. So I was feeling that they were going to do that. I wanted them to do that. But I feel like we were both kind of clear that, like, keeping CJ is better than other options that were out there that were, that deals the other teams would do. Like, there was like a very small, group of players there was almost no i mean there was nobody i would trade dame for and then there was a very small group of players i would trade cj for and like they were somewhat realistic i thought that a ben simmons cj trade could happen me too and i i thought that a ben i thought that a possibly in some world a cj a John Collins sign and trade for CJ and something would happen. Like I thought there's a possibility. <laughs> I would die if that happened. I would actually keel over and die <laughs> and I wouldn't even get to see us win a championship because I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, it didn't happen. The thing I did like about this off season is we never shopped CJ. Like we never were like actively like, 
let's trade CJ because now it's really fucking awkward in Philadelphia. They're not trading Ben Simmons and he's just like on the roster and the whole off season. They're like, how the fuck do we get rid of this dude? (laughs) And they never could. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that we don't have that situation with CJ. I agree. And I, I think that it will be a little understated what it will mean for some of the players that are on our bench now that are young yeah. and are good to have more opportunity because Melo won't be there because Cantor won't be there. Um, so I think we got as long Zeller. As, I actually yeah. like Zeller. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. When you see him coming in behind Nurkic, that makes sense. Like, okay, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a bench big and he'll, he'll go out and he'll work. So that's what Cantor did. He's going to, he's going to give that same kind of vibe. We kind of just replaced the same, uh yeah style of guys uh but you know with some more emphasis on defense and a new coach we'll see what fucking happens dude uh mm-hmm. you know it, it, i it's not gonna make us world beaters and contenders but um you know there's always a trade deadline so oh yeah i mean well, I, I i fully i fully expect if we're under 500 of the trade deadline that dame wants out that he gets traded I don't see why we would be under 500 at the trade. I don't, I don't think we will be, but but if it's for some reason, it's just a, I mean, if you think about, uh, two seasons ago, the bubble, the going into the bubble, we were under 500, like with 25 games left or something. Yeah. Yeah. We were playing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible, but I don't see why we would be. Yeah, I feel like our team's going to be decent. We're going to be able to compete. I like, but... I like this team. I always like the team going into the season. I'm always like, I like this team. It's never like a championship team. <laughs> yeah, but in the regular but... season, it's magic watching uh, yeah. CJ and Dame play together, honestly. With yeah. with everybody they played together, it's always been fun. So, yeah, this is <laughs> this is this is a live look at Blazer fans lowering their expectations and and just sort of <laughs> realizing not even lowering them but just like coming to grips again one another year with the reality that this team is facing <laughs> um it's like global right. warming but it's like coming faster um <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so uh i i'm same with you it seems like we both didn't really you know cool enough move why did we give up a first pick all right whatever um <clears throat> well i mean y'all know what it is today we're going to talk about some motherfucking West Side Gun. I know that's why certain people are here. It's because we're going to talk about some West Side Gun. This is a New Music Monday podcast. Uh, I am Dev. This is Pax. Uh, we really, really, really like to talk about music and specifically Griselda-related albums. Um, I think this podcast has really been centered around that and, and some other things. But really, you know, at the heart of this podcast has been a deep love for, for Griselda music. So um again bcb dev bcb packs in the building this is the new music monday podcast season five episode 41 we just got done with season five episode 40 uh episode 91 a couple weeks ago we had milk on we had matt randall on we had our boy spinach on also known as spin uh and what did we talk about we talked about uh, Baldy and Baldy James, and everything else under the sun in between. Yeah, there's not that much. They're pretty closely related. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like everywhere we could go in between those, like we yeah. got there. We really did. <laughs> so um, that was a really really fun episode. Check it out if you haven't um, already. Um, Milk's got a song out with Blue this week. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I saw that. That. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I I've listened to like the little clip that you posted, but yeah, we can we can play it at the end of this episode here. Um, because I got another song I was gonna, I was gonna, I got a couple songs I wanted to get your opinion on. Um, and uh, one of them we're gonna do now. Uh, I think you know where we're going with this. It's time to talk about family ties. Baby Keem, Kendrick Lamar, Trent. Trent, I assume you've heard it. Yeah. Have you seen the music video? Uh, no, actually, I have not. Yo, the vid, though. I've heard the video is the is the killer. Yeah, because at first I was trying to, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard the song, I was eh on it. Same. You were like, 
you were like, uh, well, no, I, I, I thought the Baby Keem part was pretty dope. When it beat switched the first time, then I was like, okay. And then when it beat switched the second time, I was like, I don't really love this beat. And then mm-hmm. Kendrick came on, and I was like, this is, this is okay. And then, you know, he was like, amazing, brother. And then he was all, you know, all that <laughs> bullshit. And I was like, dude, I really don't know how I feel about this. But <laughs> that's always been the great thing about Kendrick is that even some of his best work uh, of all time has, like, um, just hit funny to me, and then it sets in. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe I can. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you to watch the video. The video is great. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta watch it. I keep forgetting. But yeah, um, the video though, I feel like really helped me like it. And then I thought it was a better video than it was a song alone, like. Uh, in itself and now i don't think that either i think the song itself is just really fire and i think mm-hmm. they, i think they collabed for a very interesting uh but also interesting track that that hits hard on several levels yeah i thought that um i actually didn't i actually kind of went backwards i didn't really love the first beat <laughs> oh okay I wasn't really into. The, I love. I liked Baby Keen on it, but the first beat was probably my least favorite. The first time I listened to it, <laughs> it came on and I was like, eh. "It's it's kind of peak Baby Keem though. Like he's he's unhinged, bro. He's like thumbing that bitch, coming that yeah. bitch hoe. <laughs> he's like, I, I know. I was like, off. all right, Baby Keem. It's Baby Keem. But oh and then God. the second the beat switch when Kendrick comes in, I thought was a better beat but i'm kind of weird about like i don't really love a beat switch when the featured artist is just like on the beat switch because then it just sounds like two different songs that they just kind of like mash together to like make one song i don't i had that that issue with i don't mind that a couple other i can't remember what the other one song song that's kind of like that is uh no it's not i'm sorry i was gonna say overcomer was like that but i think they go over the same beat there's just like a bridge I think, yeah, there's, it was just a very, like, abrupt change, and then it was, like, a pretty different beat. So I was, like, this almost sounds like it was recorded in two different sessions, and then, like, Mm. like, two, like, not two different, like, completely different sessions. And then, kind of, like, a bridge was formed between the beats. But then, the third one came in, and I thought the way they were playing in and out of each other that was amazing and i like that yeah yeah, me too um and then and then i listen and then i let it sit and i was like that was a pretty good song i don't know when it's like my favorite rapper right now and then like one of my favorite rappers of all time i'm like expecting a lot and i was like (laughs) that was good we'll see and then i let it sit i listened to it uh at the end of the day yesterday in the shower and i was like yo this shit is fucking sick i love it (laughs) even the first beat even the first beat i was like yo never mind this is this is hard like that's funny as hell bing, bing, bing. yeah that shit was that, that was perfect shit, that shit goes off it cracks from the beginning so that's funny yeah. i we did literally have like the same experience but backwards yeah it was about the third listen uh that i was i was like this song is phenomenal um yeah even this part to me that was it was weird at first but it was weird in the same way that when future went la di da di da slob on my knob like that <laughs> that didn't hit right for the first like right. four times but the fifth time i realized it was actually oh, really tight and, and now that's the most memorable part of the song right so um yeah and then you're right them trading off uh towards the end in the third beat really enjoy that burn your hard drive savage <laughs> um yeah overall it's a it's a really interesting track i don't know if it'll be a um album cut or or what they're gonna do moving mm-hmm. forward baby keem said no more singles album on the way actually so it was a tweet from from last night friday night oh man i can't wait me too me too. Um, interested to see if any of the singles we've heard already make it, or what that album's gonna be like. You know, we'll be all over that one. I mean, have um, we not talked? We haven't talked about the OK Lamont, whatever it is. The 
the oh. little note that he put out. Can oh, I? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we've talked about that because that happened this last week. I think, like on Saturday. It was Kendrick New Thoughts. Yeah. I yeah. What did I mean? He just I the the big takeaway from me from it was uh, last album on TDE. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, I'm I don't know if that we've been speculating about what the fuck PG Lang is for a long time. I. I'm assuming that it's a label. Uh, dude, I don't... If 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 it really is like Kendrick and Keem go to PG Lang, that is yeah. a problem. That is officially a problem over there. I mean, I... that seems like what it is. I I know it's not supposed to be like a label label. I know it's supposed to be more like a multi-faceted, like creative organization thing. But yeah. Georgia Smith I mean, they was were... on that trailer too. So yeah, yeah, Ken- Kendrick was in there. And then, I mean, the if, if everyone that was in that trailer is in it, that's incredible. Because, like, Georgia Smith was in that trailer. Like, yeah, there'd be a lot of crazy shit going on if PG Lang became, like, a label-type deal actually, with Kendrick as, like, the top dog-type yeah. type figure. Oh, and, then, and then what's up with this Oklahoma? Oh, that's what you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. This, that's uh, what I'm – I mean, it seems like it's K like, – mar without the r oh yeah i don't know what the o is yeah i don't know what the o is okay l-a-m-a but yeah it's totally this moniker that he's going by in this in this note this message to fans yeah um so you know what to me this kind of signified that there are multiple uh, kendrick albums like in the works on the way to me because if if he's dropping his last TDE album and then he's to start this new venture, I, I almost imagine. And he, uh, the note kind of made it sound like more music was coming after post TDE. Yeah. So to me, it would make sense if he has like an album prepared that will send him off from his deal. And then as he gets into a new situation that he would have some sort of new offering. And it may it may take a while to get it, but I, I just feel mm-hmm. like it's. It's confirmed to me in my mind that I'm gonna hear at least a couple more Kendrick albums. Like, right? I'm kind of wondering what the overall outlook for TDE is looking like because if Kendrick is, you know, putting out this last album and leaving, and I assume Baby Keem, it seems like whatever their next venture is, they're doing somewhat together and then SZA like her uh kind of like releases that happened with TD and how she wasn't really pleased with the way that they handle a lot of her music I'm like kind of one and they also just signed a new guy I can't remember what his name is Ray Vaughn yeah and I listened to him and I'm kind of if <laughs> yeah I listened to the three song EP it was, was uh, like, not what um, I was looking for I'm, but kind of curious to see like what is the future of tde gonna look like if they are losing their most important star their best upcoming star and possibly if sisa you know isn't gonna be affiliated with them soon thereafter like their best pop i best pop star like i was i was just looking at spotify i was just looking at her spotify profile and she's the 30th most listen like monthly listen artist on that platform which that is, does not surprise me in the slightest. And like, she hasn't even dropped an album in the in a right. long time. And that song with Doja Cat is going absolutely oh, nuts yeah. right now. And so yeah, I mean that's the thing too is she she would have the leverage, <laughs> like even more than Kendrick as a as a as a numbers sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like she would have the leverage to, you know, eventually get out of that situation or change. You know, I I agree. There's. We got to see what they do moving forward, but yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm purely speculating, but yeah, really, really speculating. But it does seem. All I hope that, nothing bad comes with to tell. I love Top Dog. I think even if that does happen, I really don't think. Even if things do kind of go south from here, I I really think like it's still a a cultural landmark for hip hop, and yeah, early. And, I think like the early, I mean, not even just the early. Pretty much the whole 2010s was like top dog was that was literally the top dog like they had yeah. the best artists of the early 2010s until the late 2010s yeah and they 
you know, ha- all enjoyed like multi-level success. Yeah. Because there was a time when Schoolboy Q was like on the radio nonstop. Right. So there was that, you know, and and Kendrick and and SZA have all had the and Isaiah have all had this like lower level, not lower level, but just more like creative or um, mm-hmm. or critical reception acclaim or whatnot all the way up to really being you know mainstream stars and being able to keep that balance so uh i feel like that's and then and then you have like absol and sir which obviously are two completely different artists but both have like their own really like dedicated cult followings as well produce so many good records to this yeah yeah like the i mean yeah top dog they're they're amazing and they'll be fine either way but whatever yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where things go from there. But uh, yeah, I I wanted to. It's, it's cool we talked about that. Uh, kind of came off the heels of of the Keem Kendrick track, and um, yeah, it's time to actually start looking over there at Top Dog and see like what albums are gonna be coming out. And um, I'm just glad they're doing something. But uh, I think it's it's time to talk about hwh8 west side gun yeah you want to talk about important labels let's talk about the griselda the king of griselda himself Goddamn yeah. fly yeah. god you know what and i wanted to talk my shit when we when we got here about how we love west side gun we love griselda um and how this podcast like we said at the beginning has really um, been centered around a lot of great music, mm-hmm. but there's no lying. One of the one of the biggest focus apples of our eye has been the Griselda movement since we started this podcast in like, was it 2018, 2019? It's 2019, it I think. 2019, 2019 type shit. But um, yeah, so looking back at it now, it's like we were we we were there when Pray for Paris dropped. We were there for Fly God is an Awesome God too. Who Made the Sunshine. Um, we've been around for Hitler Wears Hermes 7. We're now here for Hitler Wears Hermes 8. Sincerely Adolf, which we're about to talk about. Um, shit. We were sitting here hyping up the Liz tape. Armani Caesar waiting to see what she was going to do after she got signed. My God, we could start a whole second podcast about <laughs> boldy james albums okay yeah. um <laughs> and, and 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 benny and conway too i mean a number of their albums as well so uh, uh it's when one of these kind of flagship west side gun albums drop it it really makes me think about all of that mm-hmm. um and just the really prolific output that has been associated with the 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 name griselda and the the nature of how West Side Gun has come to sort of quarterback his albums and and just play the A and R slash um, executive slash uh, rap artist um, that balance in his own records because there's there's a lot of features and I don't always have to still lose sight of West Side Gun he still feels very there me but the the arrangement of these albums and the features that are on these albums have just gotten better and better and more interesting <laughs> and it just seems like there are no shortage of people out there that would love to get on and rap their ass off on a west side gun track on a west side gun album so with that being said i want to talk about a couple things album art album title feature list not gonna lie didn't love the cover art of this one as much as i love seven or other hitler series albums but yeah i mean i think it fits i don't think a lot of like concept goes into these album covers anymore (laughs) i think it's just like how fucking like prodded out i guess her air Her- 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 out can we get west side gun 
<laughs> I, I don't like that the very tip of his head is like cropped out of the picture. Yeah, it is a weird framing. <laughs> like, like, yeah. His collar is cro- cropped out too. I don't like that. Yeah, there's no like, it's really close up. It looks like a pl- like a playlist album cover. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but, uh, the title. Sincerely Adolf. Is this the first um, Hitler wears, Hitler wears Hermes? To have that, something? to have like a subtitle, I think so. I don't, I don't recall that for any of the other ones. I, th- um, I think you're right. Hermes Seven. Yeah, I think it is. Interesting. Well, you think this is the last one? Didn't he mention that he was only doing one more? Yeah, I would like to see him do nine. Yeah. Ten. That sounds like crazy to me, but nine. That sounds like the right amount to stop at. Cause uh, I mean, you know, he said he was gonna retire, and then obviously once once twenty twenty one actually rolled around, he was like, "I'm not gonna retire." But, um, which okay, cool. You know, he didn't get to release some of the stuff that he said he was gonna release, and this was one of those things that was supposed to come out a long time ago. Um, but he has committed to like this is the first West Side Gun album of twenty twenty one, I think, right? Um. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because Fly God is awesome. God who made the sunshine. Yeah, all that was last year. So, I mean, we, so we've gotten less from him, but we've still heard him on Makami's project and all these other places. Mm-hmm. And and then even with his own album, you know, there's there's a large amount of feature work in here. And like our buddy Ethan said in our group chat earlier today or yesterday, he was like, I feel like this is a Stove God Cooks album. <laughs> <laughs> kind of framed within uh, a Hitler Wears Hermes uh, project, which I find interesting. There's five features of him in here, uh, which I think is amazing. I think is awesome. Um, but yeah, there's there's that. There's Makami. Rome Street's in here a couple times. I want to talk about uh, at least one of the songs he was on I thought was great. Uh, Jadakiss here. Uh, of course, Baldy James a couple times. And Lil Wayne, I think, is the other like significant kind of new one to hear in a west side gun album so uh any of those kind of ring out as early favorites um between just i mean any of them um but like jada and lewayne and um and actually i did love the lewayne feature i thought that was good i wasn't sure about it the first time and the second time it hit a lot harder for me so Yes, I agree. It's 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 really dope. Yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like pretty much every other feature on here, I even the Jadakiss one, like I I'd I'd expect that. Like he's been on. He, he was on uh, Blind Tell. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's not necessarily new. like I, I'm not super surprised by that. A Lil Wayne one, that's not that surprising either. But I do think it's like the most notably non Griselda affiliated person here yeah and i thought that lil wayne actually he's done this before he kind of i feel like he kind of altered his sound to match the like kind of west side gun sound a little more than yeah i would say so he doesn't really it's definitely a lot grimier and a little like less the thing about that actually i'm now realizing is i actually think west side gun and lil wayne are similar in a lot of ways wow <laughs> both, both in there uh like you know the obviously the voices are instantly recognizable yeah the cadences are not always like perfectly on beat sometimes they're yeah like on the half beat sometimes even on the quarter beat and then but i think the thing that's most interesting and that i'm finding similar is they both have clever punchlines that they that they they hit their punchlines and then they usually pause after so that it kind of like resonates <laughs> but i felt like lil wayne does that way more like uh, obviously like he that's like his whole thing that's like one of the most best things about lil wayne but i thought that on this track he kind of fell more into like i'm gonna hit my punchlines and then i'm gonna kind of move it along and now i'm not gonna uh, yeah, harken yeah. on it so much which i liked i wish lil wayne did that a little more 
as much right. as I love what he does. He's a punch. He's a punchline king that's really oh, yeah. heavy-handed on the punchlines, and 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 not like in a fabulous way, no. but you know, in Lil Wayne's own way, that's just kind of like, okay, I got it. I mean, you some know, people think Lil Wayne is. I mean, I'm not one of these people, but some people think Lil Wayne is like the greatest of all time. Remember, they, remember when people used to make memes about how Lil Wayne ruined hip hop? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what a embarrassing time for humanity. That's to be hilariously that shit. embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the the anti Lil Wayne pro Eminem agenda oh uh, in the in the early 2010s, maybe 2007, 2009 was. Just... And then you realize Lil Wayne does the same thing with his punchlines. He just goes faster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Well, oh, West Side and he's Gun. White, I guess there's that too. Oh, Eminem. Yes. Eminem does. Well, yes. with, with West Side Gun, I I kind of feel you on the punchline thing. I think you know West Side Gun's way of doing it is um, repeating his punchlines in like a sing-songy tone. That's yeah. like Funny, <laughs> you know. Or like yelling them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or just hitting you with a bunch of booms and like letting it res- right. resonate. But um, I think which we by the way, it. quick side note at work. I got a coworker, uh, Matthew, not a hip hop listener at all. Like, it's just like doesn't really listen to hip hop. But every time I put Westside Gun on at work, he, I hear him in the corner, boom, 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 boom. Like he's <laughs> yes. like, he loves that shit. Yes, yeah. I love it. My brother's been telling me he's been getting into like Westside Gun. Well, he said he was getting into Griselda in general, but like Westside Gun was his favorite so far, which I thought interesting. Was, right? Most people yeah. are not. Mo- most people are off the bat. Westside Gun's not their favorite. Exactly. exactly. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's funny, but um, I also wanted to bring up that Makami track that we were just listening to because the beat on that I, was amazing. That was probably one of my favorite beats. Yeah. On here, and then into Draymond with Rome Streets and Stove God Cooks and. Rome Streets brings a really, really like nice, polished and sharpened flow. It's it's very it's it's really really hip hop in like a classic way. That song with the Rome Streets feature, I when I heard that, <laughs> Loki, I thought my my Spotify had changed to like a pro. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it sounded like a capital C song to me. There we go. That's exactly what I'm trying to say with that. Um, and it's clean. It's it's just it's it's, it's a little bit different it's than good. than what you hear from the more avant-garde and and trying to always do the the left-handed thing uh, with right with your typical West Side Gun project. So I like that there's a mix of that stuff. I, I always try to get my dad to listen to these projects and shit. Mm-hmm. And and you know it depends on which one it is. But like this is one of the ones I think I might be able to get him to fuck with it a little bit more. Feel the, yeah. I think all the Stove God stuff makes this like real fun to listen to. And yeah. and then obviously with Jada on here and, and Wayne, like those are interesting. Conway and Benny towards the end. Those are really solid. So I feel like this is a great, a great project, not just for like the hardcore Griselda fan. Even though it kind of has that feeling of like the Fly God is an awesome God tapes, and it's still kind of like it's it's definitely something other than Pray for Paris or What Would Sheen Gun Do or those types of albums. So I think right now, like Griselda has evolved a lot over the last couple of years, but I feel like right now my interest in certain artists it's kind of shifted like everything's kind of been shuffled a little bit like i i really think boldy james is like my my favorite dude in griselda right now like i think boldy james is yeah Yeah. i think everything he puts out is is like one of the most elite in the whole rap right now almost every project he does and then i think west side gun is probably like my next tier like i still love everything he does and then below that i'm starting to like really feel like still god cooks is like becoming a really intriguing piece Agreed. of this this community to me and i mean it's probably like mostly god with a couple boldy janes a lot of west side gun and then i mean you throw in some makami and some conway and shit and like this is a good one i mean i'm kind of <laughs> like i'm not saying it's like the best west side gun project by any means mm-hmm. but i do feel like this is I know you love to pray for Paris, right? You were I really did. in on I that. I did, and and I don't think that this. I'll let you say what you're gonna say. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, 
Paris never hit me and like I feel like it hit a lot of the guys in the chat. Like yeah. I know you loved yeah. it, I know Anth loved it, I know Ethan loved it. I never like I listened to it countless times and I, I do listen to it often, but it's never been like one of my top tier West Side Gun projects. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of starting to hit me like pray for Paris hit you guys. Like I at first I at first I was like, this is good. Like this is this is pretty good. But I'm listening to it more and more, and I'm I just love all the features these that are on this thing. And I think Westside Gun gets a little bit lost in the in everything else. But I almost feel like I think we said this before. I think that maybe is what his best purpose is is just being like the curator, yeah, and kind of just like coming in with a couple really crazy bars yeah. every once in a while, but mostly letting the other guy shine and like putting it putting it all together. I... He's like a glue guy to me, I guess. I think so. I think he's Draymond. He's literally he's Draymond. Draymond. He's literally Draymond. Um, he's got an ugly jumper, but it's it's really fire too. At the same time, it's won championships. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I feel you. I I think uh, it's it's uh, normally you would. I, I feel like I would normally grade down an album for the main artist not actually soaking up, all, right. you know, as much of the spotlight as they could. Um, you know, and trying to counteract the number of features. But, you know, I think it's very clear that that's what West Side Gun is, is doing in a purposeful manner. Like, it's 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 less about him, but, you know, him being at the center of it and him being on the album, the cover, and, and just packaging it as one of these albums, I think, you know, brings a lot of attention to these people. And so I think that's a very calculated uh, move. Instead of just like putting out a Stove God Cooks album and, and being on it a bunch, mm -hmm. like he did the Makami thing, he kind of did it in the reverse manner. And he's just trying different things with different artists. And I mean, that's why they are the <laughs> top label to me. I mean, they are putting out, they are associated with amazing artists. Um, and their web just continues to grow. So. That track right now uh, with Jadakiss and Stove God is dope. Stove God always does a good hook too. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he he is special. He is he is super super special. No, he is. Uh, we were listening. And I got you know we got flashes of it with the the Rock Marciano tape. Like, reasonable tape drought. That they put out. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. We got flashes of it, but I think that like the more and more you know pieces I hear from him, I really think he's more than just like a on the reasonable drought tape i thought okay he's another like he kind of reminds me of west side gun he's got a really like recognizable flow really mm. recognizable voice kind of mm. sings um and he's obviously rapping about some like crazy hard shit and and not afraid to really pepper in the ad libs or the yeah the extra things of the ah -ha -ha, you know like all that shit. <laughs> you know like he is right. going for it the same way yeah yeah but the but i think the more i listen to him the more i'm realizing like oh he's and it's not a bad thing to be just another West Side Gun. I think we could use more West Side your career I actor, agree. but I, I think he's got like more. I think his bars might be a little bit more evolved than West Side Guns are at times. I, I feel like he really does have like chops to rap with like a Conway and like. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think the I think Griselda OGs. And I think this happens a lot. It's like the OGs of a era or of a label or whatever you want to, you know, frame it as. The OGs are like obviously you always pay homage to them. They're always going to be the ones you like. They're timeless. Like they'll always fit. Mm -hmm. But rap is meant to like evolve. I think hip hop always is evolving. And I think the people that are going to come after those three, the Boldy James, the Stovewell Cooks. I haven't really seen it with like Flea Lord or uh, the other guy, uh, yeah. Camino El Camino. Yeah, I haven't seen it quite with them yet. Maybe they have something I haven't heard yet. Or like the Makamis. I think that like era of Griselda might end up surpassing being more like right more. Right. It's uh, like a whole new class of yeah. Of like them. just have a new set of versatilities that I'm not sure that the original guys. <clears throat> And to be fair, I don't think it's—I I really don't think it's incredibly hard to be a better rapper than Westside Gun, and that's not really like always been the point of his of his craft. You know, I think there's right. like, several intangibles to the records that yeah. he puts out that 
that really his ability to rap is is one multi f- one function of a of a mm-hmm. much larger machine and i think you know when you listen to a conway record like it's a little bit more about the the rapping that you that you get out of it um right and so yeah i think you know it's it's i agree with the take that stove god cooks is is like him with a little bit more evolved rapping skill honestly because mm-hmm. yeah he's different he's totally different um <laughs> like the constant sports references and stuff i think yeah. he's just fun as fuck to listen to and like i said his willingness to to like just go for it uh is is it can throw you off but at the same time i think it, it keeps his music really really interesting and his voice right. is just like nutty um his one-liners are insane i, I was playing the song with him and rush and jay nice earlier and he starts that verse off uh both hands in the pot doing a powder prayer like yeah <laughs> like like he's fire from go so uh <laughs> yeah i love that he's featured here this is another one of my favorite songs this is my favorite song westheimer boldy james uh, with the old Bodie James flow, like what mm-hmm. you would have heard on on Hitler Wears Hermes Seven, and prior to that, like that really stony Boldy James verse that's just uh, like real dry. Yeah. And then Stove got on here, obviously Westside on here, but Sauce Walker on here. Westside Gun and Sauce Walker have been fucking with each other for years, and I've been wondering when when they were going to like drop a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the fucking one, man. Um, I like this bar about how he could have been signed to Rockefeller, but he was pimping. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, it's I, it's nowhere else would you hear any of what's going on in this album. Uh, yeah, that feels right like here. that song feels like a buffet line like you get in like a little <laughs> yeah. bit of everything in that song you eat, you eat the whole way yeah. down yeah. yeah every level of it is like oh man like it reminds me of let's see uh, who made the sunshine there was frank murphy stove god cooks flea lord este knack el camino and smoke this or just like you every yeah. way down the <laughs> line you just eat you pick up you know oh man yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah i like that that buffet that buffet idea i need a griselda to sign a not every label when they first start they get like they get all the mcs and they got one singer guy they got one one singer right. they got one r&b i need to know who the fuck the they're hooks. gonna sign as their yeah. r&b guy yeah <laughs> who's their zachary i know i'm like that uh what was that dude with the mask rmr <laughs> i feel like rmr would be like a perfect <laughs> Yo, rumor assigned to griselda would be fucking amazing and That'd on makami's albums and shit holy <laughs> shit that would be so fucking great oh man yeah Let's make I, it happen i i had a lot of fun listening to this I, I, at yeah. first i was a little um i don't know i thought it was all dope but i, I wasn't sure what tier of of West Side Gun albums it was going to be for me. And you were referencing kind of how you feel about Pray for Paris and, and that being one of the more normal albums for you. And I would say for me, like, Pray for Paris would be on the tier below Fly God and Supreme Blindtel and maybe mm-hmm. one of my other, like, absolute favorites. It might be in the same tier as, like, you know, I we all kind of, like, us and our homies love Hitler Wears Hermes too. Like something yeah. about two that's just fucking amazing. So like that would, might be in the same tier as Pray for Paris. This album is like on the tier below that, where I think there are a lot of <laughs> these yeah. albums where probably I probably most of his projects. Yeah, we're like this is really good. I've heard him drop really good albums a, a a large number of times. So I'm just trying to kind of feel out for it, like what I like about this one compared to the others in its series and just the others in general. Or versus the different series and uh yeah i think i i you know west side gun drops an album i'm giving it an eight probably i'm, I'm probably gonna mm-hmm. toss an eight <laughs> i know that's it. like we Call talked about good. this yeah. like base level west side gun albums at eight, eight. they can really only eight. go up yeah it only <laughs> goes up from there um so yeah yo dude did, I, I haven't told you um i am remaking my top 50 rappers list because oh 
you know, I loved when we did ours, but I feel differently about mine already. Wow. And that's quick. I didn't, well, I didn't really feel like I, I got the amount of time I wanted to actually make the list. I feel like I, I was right in the list close to when we dropped the episode. So <laughs> now I'm trying to make a list where there's no pressure on me dropping one soon and I can just think about it and be as ignorant as possible or as ignorant as I want to be. Right. And, um, <laughs> and just really speak my mind about certain artists that I, I think are really, really the goats of all time. So um, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to drop one for you. I'm going to take Drake and I'm going to move him from the 20s or wherever he was at or the top. 15 to 20 or whatever he's going top six whoa top six Drake, top six rapper of all time i think that's i think that's fair game everybody want to add gangster until smite's not on the call facts and you know (laughs) i should have said it last week i should have said it last week but if it's been heavy on my mind this week That's that's one piece of the list that I think needs. To I really like. I really don't. I do feel like I kind of got sucked in, into a little bit of like peer pressure, a little bit of like I don't know who's gonna judge me. I don't feel like I was fully myself when I was doing that list. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like same, I feel like same. I respect that Drake. I, I I respect that because I do feel like I kind of I kind of diss Drake a little bit. I didn't give him the proper credit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I think I'm even gonna move Nas back up. I think I moved him outside the top That's 10. Fine. I might try it. I might, I'll try my best to get him in the top 10. Well, like no that's promises. all fun and that's all fun and whatever. The, the real controversy is when you tell us like, who are you bumping down? Like that's the stuff that matters. Mm. You can be pushing anybody into the top 10. Mm. You can have three people in your top 10. I think, I had, know you I think I had Ghostface in my top five and he might get pushed to the back of the top 10. Wow. Ghostface is number four on mine, and I'm not pushing him yeah, anywhere. He was, he was high. I'm also, you know what? I, 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 you know, I'm just not really the biggest Roots fan ever. But like, it's hard for me not to acknowledge Black Thought, like, at I think that's that fair. level. And so, like, I kind of just—he's one of those ones that, I, I, while I'm making this list, I'm gonna try to listen to some more, <laughs> see if I can really, really get behind him and be like, yes, that's a top five rapper right there. Like, yeah, like skill wise, yeah, it's not really debatable for me. Like, he's insane, but I just, I, I haven't really dug in on those albums or his new albums. So, mm-hmm. but here's where I'm really trying to start making my list is asking myself who has who in this room has multiple tens in my opinion or like close high nines has like who's dropped a 10 out of 10 and then did it again or did something like really really good almost close similar behind it so that's a good point because if you were like just basing i mean obviously i'm not basing because we kind of did it candidly and i wasn't really thinking about it that hard I, when we made our top 50s, I was not basing it off of like, I had no factual evidence to back up that I actually like put these people here. Like, I was just like, yeah, that seems right. Yeah. That was yeah. Cool. Black Dot at two, that seems right. Or maybe I put him at one. I can't remember now. But I think like, you did. if you were to tell me like I had to like back that up with like scores for albums, I'm sure my list would look incredibly different. Well, I was trying to like, think of how much discography makes up the pie but when i think about people who have dropped a 10 or just an amazing fucking record like an all-timer for me most deaf jay-z kanye west kendrick lamar uh freddie gibbs um, i was about to say freddie gibbs would have to like yeah, kind of make yeah. a rock marciano yeah. people like that you know like um have, have dropped multiple or at least a amazing record when i think about that i mean they don't just do that on accident they do that because they're great rappers because they have charisma because they know how to select beats they know how to sync together a a really well functioning album and experience behind it so there's like all these different things that i kind of factor into what makes a good rapper into what makes a good album so Mm -hmm. if I don't really love over the moon any one of their albums and I feel like that you know that that's significant to me like there's right. probably case by case exceptions you can move people up move people down based on like other things they've done outside of their albums you know like to me Snoop Dogg doesn't have really more than like one amazing 
perfect album to me but you know then he was so influential in like the chronic and he was so influential mm-hmm. in some other spaces that were like okay so maybe i could you know maybe i could make that exception there but um drake is kind of the same to me it's like uh okay maybe there's two albums that i think are really 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 incredible but he has a bunch of other albums that i think are are really great or good or you know at the very here's what i'm trying to say drake's life as a rapper his (laughs) career has been a 10 out of 10 since it started yeah so i just you know it's hard for me not to see him as one of the the other worldly rappers of all time because he's kind of just like he's it it, he's kind of like this age is jay-z like way more popular maybe less like interesting music and albums over you know but like to me, he's 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 up there. So, uh, I'm gonna work fair. on that. We'll 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 you know, we'll we'll remake. Some I mean, lists. if you're gonna do it, I'll do it then. I'll yeah, yeah, because I really want to make a list that's like this list could not be done by anybody but me. I know. I want to make a list that like, if I died right after I made that list, I'd be comfortable with that being my list. Stand Have no on like it. second regrets. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that is kind of where I'm starting. My mindset is uh, is like those perfect albums, like people who have dropped and and Kendrick is one to me. I think yeah. he's got to be way up there. He's got to like, be up there. I think know. I had him like eight or seven or something, but I mean, he'd have a case for being a top three guy if we're going by that standard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we also, you know, how much credit do you give big boy for being, you know, like I think, right. big, like I had him kind of high on my list, but I might again you know the outcast albums are just so incredible like the standard of hip-hop to me that you know it's hard for me not to give them both like a lot of credit for even just being a part of what they were a part of yeah and, and there's only really, two of like, them one, one controversial one that i would have to like really do some thinking on is biggie like i i don't know if i like i love biggie i know he's like a super talented artist and like one of the best lyricists of all time and and all that but like i'm not even i personally and then this might be blasphemous to some people i'm not even sure his best album is like a 10 like i could give his perfect album album? i don't know if it's a perfect album it's it's perfect it's perfect because of you know what i'm with you that biggie and tupac to me Tupac not, I've already come to terms with like uh, Tupac is low key a little bit underrated or a little bit overrated sometimes. Yes, and he hasn't like there's there, there is not one Tupac album to me that's like 9 9 and a half no. like 9 and a half 10 like no. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. Biggie, I I would say Ready to Die is is much more like I would consider that. At, it's uh, close, but like okay, if Biggie had I think I had Biggie higher than Kendrick on my list. And if Biggie I doesn't would not have, a have to me, I wouldn't that I, I know tell you like, right now, it's not gonna have it on my list. That's what that's what I gotta like rearrange because if Biggie doesn't might not even have a 10 to me, Kendrick has <laughs> goddamn close near to two. Like he might have he two. He has two to me. He has a, <laughs> he has a 10 and a high nine. And I think yeah. I think damn is also another very, very good album. I mean, I even nine. think uh, I like Untitled Master more than Damn, but I think Untitled Master is like pretty fucking high up there too i think when you put so damn plus untitled unmastered plus section 80 together i think there's another 10 there for like yeah this is like another 10 worth of great music for kendrick <laughs> like i can kind of fuck with that so yeah kendrick's one of the greats of all time um yeah uh but yeah yeah, yeah. think about that yeah i i look forward to really just trying to block out as much outside influence as possible and just and just make a list that i would love um 50 rappers so yeah we have talked about hitler where's hermes eight sincerely adolf with west side gun uh the stove god cooks proxy album um <laughs> that's another thing that i like that they're doing is that these albums like we have been mentioning or like we've heard other people say you know it's giving you that that wu-tang affiliated like solo album feel where you know ghostface and raekwon are like always there you know they're always kind of just like swapping out and 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 just floating along this album and then there's meth and then there's like kind of some other people and and so that's what this feels like like we really took this time to feature stove god cooks in a great light 
Um, which I think also, you know, Fly God is an awesome god too. Did that with like three features for Stove God. So mm-hmm. yeah, Westside Gun fucks with him, and and maybe maybe like you said, maybe he sees some of himself in what Stove God is doing uh, and bringing. I think to the so. Game. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's a, a really excellent point. Um, okay, so we have gotten through. Th- I mean, that's really the thing I wanted to get to. Uh, we did mention Outcast though, just a moment uh, ago. Two of the greatest rappers of all time. Um, I just instinctively went to their Spotify profile and just clicked on Stankonia. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even where I was headed. Lost my train of thought, and I just started going there. But did you see? There's a slowed and reverbed uh, elevators, like version that yeah. they just put to spotify yeah this shit is yeah, i mean i could listen to this on repeat for like five days straight i was thinking the same thing like i could put this on for like an hour <laughs> and just let it roll um this almost sounds like this is how the song was meant like the pace it was meant to play right. at really just brings out the whole smokiness of it and i've never heard of this slater dude yeah Okay, so he, there's a link here. I can I can see if he's done other shit. Yeah, he's got a couple of singles. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to check out Slater because uh, I'm intrigued. I mean, he's verified, so I'm like, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe somehow he had access to this track. I mean, normally you put a a chopped and screwed version of a song on Spotify, you're gonna get copyrighted real quick. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It'd be and just it, some it, random. I don't know. I know. And the way it shows up, you know, it's like looking like they put this out. Yeah. Um, and they, they use the old the old uh, cover, single cover, and they like kind of redid it a little bit or just recolored it. And um, yeah, I love I love slowed and reverb shit or chopped and screwed because mm-hmm. uh, it gives it another tone. Some of the songs, too, they sound really, really good, like pitch down like this you know i'm a fucking stoner so i love this like hella smoked <laughs> out shit and then too you know it, it does emphasize the lyrics a little bit more to me as well yeah like you hear them way more in a more individual manner um you just kind of stew on every line a little bit more so i yeah, i'm always welcome in this sort of shit word yeah that sounds really really fire just want to let anybody know if they didn't know that was uh, out there that they should check that out. Um, here's another song that you should check out if you haven't yet. I love when we are on the right side of history when it comes to a particular artist or a movement that's happening. And you know what? Me and you are, are just, you know, quietly over here with our little podcast saying, hey, I think Boldy James is the top 10 rapper. I think he's on, <laughs> he's on an insane run. Like, and it just keeps going. Or... Or 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 when we look back on on Gunna and Wanna and we're like we're gonna I die know. on this hill we're gonna die on this hill that Gunna's actually pretty dope. Um, he's dropping this new song nine times out of ten with uh, his DJ Taurus. I think I think that's I think that's the who Taurus is and what's going on here. Um, and uh, you know what Gunna's going to the school of Young Thug, so I think he's gonna be great. For a while, I think he's mm-hmm. gonna just keep doing his thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've always been pro propaganda with the gunna thing for a while. Um, you know, and I like to take victory laps on that sort of thing. So it's nine times out of ten, it sounded pretty fire to me right now. <laughs> I'm loving it. So uh, we said we were gonna bring up the milk and blue track as well. Yeah, and then after that, I think I might have to run. Yeah, you've been podcasting all day long since the wee hours of <laughs> the morning. I haven't really eaten anything today. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so this is this is Milk Andy Savoy. I'm sorry if I didn't say that right. Blue and Selah, who we've been hearing about. Uh, oh yeah. Close collaborations with, with Milk. And uh, let's let's. I'm assuming Andy Savoy is the producer. He is.
What you gonna eat when you when you get out of here, bro? Uh, uh, I don't know. I might make myself a little breakfast taco type deal. Eggs in it? Yeah. You do eggs? I love eggs. Okay. I'm gonna get a little egg, a little... Little sausage, really good. Bet. My mouth watering. Just think about it. Have you ever had those uh, Tillamook yogurts? Uh uh-uh. uh They're fire. I was at Winco the other day, and I I put a bunch of generic yogurt in my cart, like from Winco, and then I went a little bit further down the aisle, and I saw that the Tillamook yogurt was like thirty cents less. <laughs> Oh wow! For each one, and I was like, "Bitch!" I put all those bitches back, and then I went <laughs> <laughs> and I got like I got like twice as many of the fucking Tillamooks. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, "Let's fucking go!" <clears throat> and they're yeah. delicious as fuck. So, and, uh, uh, along with some other stuff I had this morning, I I just threw a bunch of fucking walnuts and almonds in it, like oh, whole nice. some chia seeds in that bitch. Damn, bro. going crazy in the cup of yogurt, but uh, yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout, you know. Uh, I have to keep my eye out for the Tillamook. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's fuck. Tillamook ice cream too. I'll be getting the. I'll be paying. I'll be paying whatever it is for the Tillamook ice cream. I like that <laughs> one. It's creamy as that's hell. A, that's a luxury. It is. It's a certain. You know. You know. You, you pay a certain premium. You pay a pre- certain things you pay a premium for. Right. Tillamook ice cream uh, for me is one of those things. Uh, that was a great song. That was really really good. So milk. Blue, Selah, and his voice. That's called Coasting, Coasting. Um, shout out Milk. And uh, that's the end of our episode today. We done talked about we done talked about West Side Gun, Baby Keem Kendrick. We're gonna talk about Outcast Slater. We're gonna talk about Gun of Taurus. Uh, we done talked about Larry Nance Jr. Um, I love that 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 trade news went out and then everybody was everybody I saw on Twitter was just spamming the the Savage Patrick meme that the Bleacher Report. Do you remember the video? Okay, so there's the video <laughs> of Larry Nance Jr. catching the alley-oop dunk, and it was all savage, and then they, like, poofed him into the yeah. into a big old lives Patrick star and did the face. Yeah. And, like, the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I saw a lot of that on Twitter uh, the other day. But, yeah, man, uh, Season 5, Episode 41 of the New Music Monday Podcast, Episode 92, Bridge City Boys Dev, Bridge City Boys Pax, uh, in, out of the building. Um Thank you, Trent, for being here. And uh, yeah, dude, holla. Sorry, I delayed us a little bit. No, 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 no. I needed that extra time because I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I was still charging my phone and getting shit ready and plugging things in. So, cool, man. Have a good rest of your day, and I'll talk to you later. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Bye.